0: Episode 9 of RollerCast by RollerFit. I'm Amelia.
1: And I'm Stacey.
0: And welcome back.
1: Welcome back to episode 9. Yeah,
0: episode, here we go. We're almost in the double-digit episodes. I
1: know, it's happening all so quickly. I'm very excited. And we're back on track with pushing out our fortnightly episodes. Yay.
0: (laughs) For now. Let's hope we stay on track.
1: (laughs) I actually did want to do a disclaimer about that. Like, we will fortnightly-ish, you know. emphasis on the ish. Yeah, we'll we'll try our best. But
0: look, I'm enjoying it. You know, upon reflection, I'm really glad we started a podcast. It's It's been fun. fun. Love the interviews. Want to do those? some more of those? Yes. As always, guys, we're very open to your feedback. If there's anything particular you want to hear, episode topics, anything, just let us know. Today, our topic really is roller fit. What is RollerFit? And the RollerFit challenges that we run as well. So, Stacey, can you tell us a little bit about the RollerFit challenge?
1: So you might have seen on Instagram recently or in the past that we'd started up a bit of a RollerFit challenge, I guess a way for RollerFit to sort of connect with its worldwide audience a little bit more, Um, not just the podcast but on Instagram and get people up and skating. So we did go on a bit of a hiatus. There's literally no reason why we stopped doing it that just – Didn't happen and we are back again. Yes, so I've posted the current Roller Fit challenge, which is on jumping. So I guess the purpose of it is that anyone at any skill level can sort of learn something or be challenged through the app app of Instagram. Mm. So we have a beginner level, an intermediate level, and a more advanced level. And then after that, you know, if people want to get creative and show us what they've been doing. That is awesome too. So yeah, yeah that's so, what we've been doing.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love seeing all the videos of people. So you want to hashtag Rollerfit Challenge? That's how you connect in and you can tag RollerFit in your posts as well. We'd love to see it. Um, and I hear a rumor, Stacey, you can confirm if this is true or not, is there going to be a prize? Yes. So mm. we decided this
1: time around to add a prize. So we have iron-on patches. We have a set of three. They're really cute. And, yeah, basically there will be an international winner and a local Aussie winner. But it's not about being the best skater at all. It's no. just about being maybe the most creative, maybe the skater that's improved the most. Um, yeah, we are just sort of going to decide pending on what we see. So get creative and – You know, you don't have to be the advanced level. If if, if you're just doing the beginner level, we might just love your style and love your energy, and you know, it's about the love.
0: It is. It's about the love of skating, which is what these challenges are all about. And yeah, learning basic moves right through to intermediate and advanced, which is really kind of what we do in our fit classes as well. So it's a taste of the classes in the challenge.
1: Exactly. And Mm. I guess the reason why we're speaking about it on the podcast is that we thought we would do some of the tips on the podcast. So we do do the tips in. Our stories on Instagram. Maybe we can use that new ITG TV. True. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, we haven't done that yet. Anyways, you might have seen some um, tips in the stories, but we yeah. thought we could give similar or same tips here on the podcast, so you can come back and, yeah. and listen to it. And just sometimes hearing it a different time from a different person, not just myself, but also Amelia, yeah, uh, to help with it the challenge. Help. So the current one. That is out is jumping, and I actually set this roller for challenge. You did, so give,
0: give us your tips on jumping, Stacey.
1: So the three levels are jumping up and down, 180 jumps, yep. and then a full 360 jump. So there are three levels. You might be an advanced skater that can already do a 360, and that's totally fine if you wanted to get creative and do two 360 jumps in a row or do... Six 180 jumps in a row and then a 360 <laughs> jump is just some examples of getting creative. Some combos, out there. yeah. Yeah, some combos. We would love to see your videos as well, but we'll first start off with the jumping up and down. So, my tips for this, well, I'll give a tip and then maybe you can also, from mm. your experience, give a tip, mm. um, is to always keep your knees bent. And this goes from, from the jumping. So, from the jump, bending your knees before you hit the air and then also landing on mm. bent knees. Just like with every little bit of roller skating. And if you're worried about falling or concerned in any way, just get lower because the lower you are to the ground, the The easier the fall will be. Yeah, and also Mm. the more control you have on the landing. Yeah, for sure. So with What about you, Amelia? With, with your... just
0: straightening, like jumping straight up and down. Yeah. yeah, I would say my tip is it's a good idea to kind of use your arms and your upper body as part of the jump as well and then kind of like a sucker want your shoulders to be relaxed. You know, they, the, your upper body and your arms can actually give you a bit yeah. of power. It's not all from the leg.
1: Yeah, and a tip – we tend to give it roller fit, and this comes from my artistic background, is that you start your arms at a 3 o'clock position. Yes, Yeah. So if you're someone who – is going to jump to the left. We always say the left arm in front and the right arm to the side. And as you bend down, you bring your arms down. And as you jump up, your arms come in. I find when you're jumping up and down, you don't need to bring them all the way in yep. because you're not rotating, but just bringing them in a little bit. And I say this with the, um, when we teach spinning, you know, you can sort of be like hugging a pizza. if you are hugging a pizza and yeah as Amelia said your arms really do help and you'll see a lot of artistic skaters we use our arms obviously you can do it without your arms and that's absolutely fine but yeah sometimes that just helps with a little bit of control and the other tip I wanted to give is when you bring your arms in either to your chest or just out to that pizza position when you land on bent knees hold the landing so Mm -hmm. don't just throw your arms out straight away yep If you hold the landing for three seconds, so jumping, bringing the arms in, landing on bent knees and holding one, two, and then bring your arms out on three. And you'll find that you'll have a lot more control then.
0: Yep. That's a good tip. So what are your tips for 180 jumps?
1: Okay. 180s. I really like doing 180. Yeah. I like them too. 180 jumps. So there's a few different ways of doing it and obviously a lot of different coaching techniques. So I'm just going to teach you or give tips as I have learnt and how I teach it. So basically that same having your arms in the three o'clock position. So if you're rotating to the left, have your left arm in front. If you're rotating to the right, have your right arm in front. And then you have the other arm sort of out to the side. So your arms are literally in like the three o'clock, if you can think about a clock. So you're going to do that same process that you did before with the jumping up and down is you bend down, Except as you bend down, you're going to start to rotate and you want to think about, I always think about sort of if I'm jumping to the left, getting my left shoulder out of the way so I can then rotate Mm. around. And spotting also helps too for these smaller jumps. So if you're facing one way, you want to turn your head to face the other way. When you do it, you're actually rotating from the right side. And I don't want to confuse people with this, but in artistic skating, we tend to Get the rotation from the opposite (laughs) way we're turning. Again, I wouldn't worry too much about it for your 180. Just try and get that shoulder. Yeah. I always say move it out Out of the way. way. Yeah. Move that shoulder out of the way and then spot to where you want to land. Keep those arms in on the landing and then bring them out on, on three. One, two, and then arms out on three.
0: Good tip. Good tip. Well, my 180 tip for those of you out there, you intermediate skaters or people who are wanting to give the 180 a try I actually found it a lot easier to get the 180 going from backwards to forwards yes. instead of forwards to backwards. I don't know something about it, like when you're turning, sometimes the landing feels a bit scary. So I advise, you know, g- give it a go. You know, if you're landing forwards, sometimes that's just enough to give you that little bit of extra confidence to rotate further around. Um, so yeah, give it a go. So You know, try it out. If you prefer forwards to backwards 180 or backwards to forwards 180, if you're struggling with the forwards to back, I... I would say give give backwards to forwards a try. Yeah.
1: Mm. And if you already know how to do one, definitely try the other because yeah. it's good to know both ways. And always just making sure that you're very comfortable with the jumping up and down before you start. Totally, yep. Rotating it. Another great tip is do it off skates first mm. or do it on your skates on the grass
0: that is a, a good is, tip. Is another to thing. kind of help you to yeah, feel confident to feel about feel the rotation. Confident.
1: And if you have a friend that can help you, that's super stable, they can always hold one of your hands as you sort of do it and spot you a little bit if you're a little that's bit. That's a good concerned. idea. And sometimes I do that at Roller Fit for some of some people that I know that can do it. You know, when you just know that person can 100% do this, but they're just a little bit nervous. Totally. I always try and hold their hand as they're going into the jump and then re-catch their hand well i don't even need to it. re-catch their hand because i know they
0: can do the jump yeah but, but just, just to give them some confidence that confidence yeah. yeah
1: yeah so they're our um not just tips but our explanation
0: yep yeah. and as always like this is our philosophy with roller fit we say that everybody should you know do what they're comfortable with and use whatever kind of safety gear that you prefer or that you're comfortable with you know just be safe just be you know smart about it yeah yeah,
1: yeah most definitely yeah uh, and yeah, the full 360, mm. which is really fun. So I guess, as Amelia said before, with the 180, you can opt to jump from forwards to forwards or backwards to backwards. Everyone's different with how you're going to feel comfortable with this. I used to love jumping backwards to backwards on flat ground, but now for some reason I don't mind doing forwards to forwards. <laughs> so yeah, definitely try and figure out what might be more comfortable. Doing it on the spot is always a good option just so you can feel what it feels like mm. and you'll find not all the time but a lot of the time with our teaching at least most people get to three quarters yep. of the way and then they sort of flick that last quarter around which is a, a great starting point so don't Worry if you're not going to make it around to a full 360, you can go three quarters and then sort of flick that last bit around, especially if you can use your edges Mm. a little bit. So, but one of my major tips with this is again with the arms and the bending of the knee, you want to use you know those hips and shoulders to sort of help get your rotation. So, if you bring your arms down and then bring them in and rotate from the right side if you're jumping to the left or from the left side if you're jumping to the right. Um, And I know that sounds a bit counterintuitive because you might think that you throw your left side around if you jump into the left, but you can over-rotate a jump. That is actually a thing. And if you jump from the right side, you'll tend to just be a little bit more in control, I guess. Mm. I know my coach mentioned it to me the other day when I was struggling with one of my jumps and he reminded me, he's like, you need to jump from the right side. And I was like, that's right. Mm. That's right. Thanks, Dave. for <laughs> <laughs> so that
0: friendly reminder. Um, so, yeah, mm. I
1: think trying to think about jumping from the other side and it just seems, I don't know, I feel more controlled.
0: That's a, that's a really good tip. And that's coming tip.
1: from also another fantastic artistic skating coach here in Australia. Yeah, he's he, amazing. He was yelling at me softly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, they're really good tips, Stace, because to be honest, I don't have my 360 consistent, so that's going to be what I'm working on as part of this Royal Fit Challenge. Yeah, a bit nervous because I'm not. I'm not the best jumper. I'm not the most confident jumper. But I have been wanting to get my 360 for a while, so I'll be trying it out.
1: And definitely, like this is for flat ground. Yeah, flat ground recreational perspective. You know, and you're always going to get power from your legs as well. Totally. So power from your legs, power from your hips and shoulders. I personally find spotting on a 360 really difficult, but I know for pe- some people that works. I just feel as soon as I go past a 180, my brain just goes into its own little world. Yeah, I almost feel like I don't even look anywhere in particular. Okay, But if you want to try spotting, yeah. And it could work for
0: you. Yeah, mm. and everyone's
1: different. You know, what we say to you <laughs> might not work for you and that's fine and someone else might say something and it
0: might click. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
1: And always break it down into, you know, 360 is a big jump. Yep. But you want to break it down into small pieces.
0: Totally. That's a really good tip. And look for all of you Instagrammers out there, if you want to hashtag RollFit Challenge and ask for some tips, like within your caption on your post, please feel free to do that. We'll try to reply. You know, I think that's probably another like yeah,
1: definitely more it's,
0: targeted way for you you're like, oh, I can't quite get it, and I just want a little bit more like individual feedback then Definitely yeah, and because we'll everyone
1: is so individual. So what we're telling you now. Might not necessarily work for you because you might have a different jumping problem that's hard, you know, to know. So, yeah, definitely tag us and we'll definitely try our Mm. very best. And other people, it
0: opens it up to other people. Like I personally feel like Instagram etiquette. I don't think this is written anywhere, but I think, you know, I give advice to people who ask for it. So, you know, if you're not asking for advice, I'm not going to give it to you. But if you ask and you put yourself out there, like, oh, any tips or tricks, like you just posted a video recently where you were like actually, you know, seeking advice and opening up to tips. And I just think that's a nice way to do it because I don't want to give someone unsolicited advice if they're just posting a a progress video. Like, yeah, exactly.
1: Ask and you'll be surprised how many people will tell, but just keep your knees bent, everyone. Yeah, that's the
0: key. I think that is the key (laughs) tip that I'm hearing coming through about jumping. Knees bent, soft knees, always, always, always. Land
1: on bent knees and yeah, you'll be you'll be great. And stay down there. Don't pop straight back up again. Yep. I always, the, the three rule, stay down there. One, two, pop up on three, as in like, you can lift your knees up
0: a yep. bit more. And do the count.
1: Anyways, you'll yep. see it on the RollerFit Challenge on the video.
0: Well, I was going to say like my other question that I have, but maybe we could talk about this in the next episode, was like tips for getting height for jumps.
1: Mm, I'm not the best person to ask yeah. that. Maybe we need to get Matt on Maybe, maybe
0: we could ask Matt about that next time. I'm not
1: very good at height. I can rotate, but height is not my thing.
0: <laughs> I just feel like some people are so good at height. Like you know, I see some people that roller fit, and they're just you know they're just killing it. So good. they can get so yeah. But I'm similar to you. Like I'm I'm not that good with height. I'd like to get more. I feel like it might help me feel more confident in my rotations. But anyway, that's maybe that's something else for next yeah, time.
1: And I could be wrong, but I, I assume some of it would be a strength thing, like yes. being able to lift your legs up. And although us roller skaters tend to have quite Strong leg. I have a bad leg. You have a bad leg. Everyone has a a a worse side. But yeah, I have bad knees and different things. So yeah, height. I've always had problems with height, though. A trick that actually some artistic skaters used to do back in the day, and I don't Mm -hmm. know if they do this anymore, is they used to put weights on their feet and do it off skates. That's smart. Yeah. I don't completely recommend it because I don't want anyone to hurt (laughs) themselves. Yeah, obviously. But it's what people used to do in the 90s.
0: Matt's really good at getting height. He can jump over like a limbo pole that's like pretty high.
1: Some people are really that's good at his, it.
0: That's his like party trick. Maybe he'll pull it out at the disco. Anyway, well, thanks, Stacey. There's some really useful tips in there that Hopefully. I'm going to apply to my jumping. Um, and again, reminder, hashtag Fit Challenge. We'd love to see your videos. Please share, skate for the fun of it, skate for a bit of a challenge and skate for a potential prize.
1: Definitely. Coming your way. We can't wait to see everyone's videos. And thank you to the people that have already been posting videos.
0: It's been so good. We really, really love seeing them. All right, so let's move on to... This is a topic that we actually have been wanting to do since we started the podcast. And it's one that we've got a lot of questions about. People want to hear a little bit more about RollerFit. Yes. What is RollerFit? Where does it come from? How did you come up with this, Stacey? Oh, all the questions. All the questions about RollerFit. So we're actually going to do a two-part episode because we do have a lot of questions to get through. So in this episode, we're going to talk about, yeah, what is RollerFit fit? How did you start it, Stacey? What have been the kind of challenges about starting a business? So, I'm just going to launch into the questions right now. What is Rollerfit? <laughs> how do you summarize how what Rollerfit is?
1: Roller so, basically, how I like to summarize it is Rollerfit is a uh, exercise class on roller skates, in short. Yep. That is the short, accurate version of what Rollerfit is, what it started as, and I guess still today, what it's evolved to. And yeah, it's just having fun on wheels. It's from a learn-to-skate level to a more um, intermediate-advanced level, depending on what you want to get out of your roller skating. And it has exercises, we play games, we do drills, and every class changes. There's always a similar structure in every mm-hmm. single class, but the class itself does change.
0: Yeah, it's Yeah, it's different, kind of depending on instructor and also depending on... Even the weather sometimes like <laughs> even yeah. the day. Yeah, the day. Sometimes on dealing. like a
1: lazy Sunday and it's raining and people have come out of their houses to mm. do roller fit and you can tell everyone is just doesn't want to have an intense workout that yeah, day. Totally. We might focus a little bit more on skills that day. Yeah. You know, rather than, you know, cuz we actually do exercises in it sit-ups, yeah. burpees. Planks. Planks, mm. as well as the skating component, which I feel like a lot of people don't realise when they first come to class necessarily. Some people do if they read the website.
0: <laughs> yeah, but people are like, whoa, there's a bit of exercise in this. So, yeah. And how long has rollerfoot been going for now?
1: So, uh, officially, officially, uh, do I say Facebook official? <laughs> 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 website official? Yeah, uh, Since February 2012, mm. uh, created here in Sydney, mm. Australia. And I'd been sort of playing around with the idea uh, late 2011 and I'd started coaching people in roller skating late 2010. Okay. So, but it was officially in 2012. So,
0: it, um, relationship status between 2010 and 2012 was it's complicated. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> Most
0: definitely. But now very much. Committed. Married. married. Committed. <laughs>
1: have lots of Rollerfit babies.
0: Yeah, you do, and they're just multiplying <laughs> everywhere, all over the place. Um we could take this metaphor further, but we won't. <laughs> um so where did the inspiration for Rollerfit come from? Because I know that and as you've talked about on previous episodes, you were skating and competing artistically from a very young age. Do you see Rollerfit as connected to your artistic heritage or like how did you come up with it?
1: It's such a funny story and I like I wish I could say Oh, I had a light bulb moment, but mm. I didn't have a light bulb moment <laughs> when I got back into skating, which was in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. We were doing performing, uh, more roller girl promotion side, my other business, going to festivals, and you know, just doing general corporate events. And I just felt like I was so unfit, and I couldn't do all the skating I used to be able to do when I was younger. But there was nowhere to really skate. We don't have a lot of rinks here, as you all know. Uh, and I didn't really want to compete artistically again. So I was what, what am mm, I going to do? Mm. And I didn't really think about park skating or I was doing a little bit of street skating, but I just, yeah, I felt like I, I wanted more. I wanted to get fit, and I just hated the gym. I hated it so much, and you know what? I actually don't mind it now, but I really just – I tried. I tried so many times. And, yeah, so I was thinking about that for a little while, and then my best friend, uh, Crystal – Said to me, I really want to learn to roller skate. Will you teach me, and then I can work for you <laughs> at Roller Golf Promotion because <laughs> it's such a fun job. And she knew she used to rollerblade when we were kids, so I knew she'd pick it up pretty quick. So she came. Uh, we went to our local basketball court in Alexandria, actually just down the road from where mm. we're podcasting. And she came and, you know, she started skating around. I started teaching her a little bit. And then a friend from her work, Christy, came and she started skating. So then there was two. And then the following week, Gina came. And then it just multiplied. Then all of a sudden I had like seven seven girls all skating. And we're all like learning skating together. I was obviously mostly teaching, but I still felt I was getting that fitness Mm. element out of it myself. And it was just, I guess this was the epiphany moment, but I just feel it wasn't. You know, at the time, an epiphany, but we we're just skating around. And I thought, wow, maybe I can actually turn this into a thing. Maybe I can teach. I love teaching. This is really fun. I love seeing, you know, more people on roller skates. And yeah, basically from there, I just started guinea pigging those girls. <laughs> what roller fit in my mm. mind would be mm. and they didn't know any better they just thought that sorry girls <laughs> I'm still friends with all three of yeah, girls you girls today are. that you know they just assumed that's what a learn to skate class was like they just thought it had exercises in it and they thought the games I was making them do was a normal class but it wasn't it was a mixture of my as you say my artistic background and also I used to work a little bit at roller skating rinks growing up Um so it was a mixture of games from sessions and then just I guess, a a fitness element and component. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess we did that for a few months on and off. We had to beat with the rain and, you know, we didn't have an indoor venue and all of that. And then I just was telling my brother one day my idea. I didn't have a name or anything yet. And my brother literally was like, get over here now. We need to talk about this. This is the best idea you've ever had. And then we actually physically created a program 2011 before it was announced and my brother actually helped me put it together because he has a a huge speed skating background he was very good back in the day so good so but yeah like i said it wasn't like this epiphany moment where i was like i'm gonna do this it was just something that sort of snowballed yeah into what it is and if it wasn't for those original skaters
0: prototyping phase, that's so cool and how did you come up with the name roller fit because it's such a good name I love it.
1: I like, I wish I could tell you a really yeah. cool story, but this is like almost an embarrassing story. Not embarrassing, but yeah, I'm actually still friends with him, Dan. I was telling him my idea, we're on our way to get schnitties. <laughs> Walking across Ox. I actually remember it was near Oxford Street in Sydney. And he's like, oh, that sounds like roller fit. And I was that is a really good name. Mm. And that was it. So thanks, Dan. Not that he probably listens to this, but.
0: But there you go. You've publicly put it out there that he came up with the name. So. <laughs> he did. He did.
1: I've <laughs> joked with Dad about this before. <laughs> so yeah, he actually came up with the name. And I nice. guess I didn't even ask him for the name. He just sort of
0: like blurted it just, out. And you were like, yeah, you just felt like that was the name.
1: It just stuck.
0: Well, it, it stuck for a reason. It, it <laughs> definitely describes what it is so well.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I was even trying to come up with a name at the time. I was more focused on the program and yeah. the concept. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even. Yeah, I don't think I was. You know how some people start a business. Yeah, I do it now with things. I'm like, what are we going to call it? Yeah,
0: like the branding side of it, I, it, the marketing and I think side. About it
1: for like you know three months, but this was just like, oh yeah, that sounds good.
0: Yeah, and so. it was just like a natural, not natural. It sounds like it was hard work, but it kind of brought together. Some yeah. of your skills. So, what did you do before Rollerfit? Like, were you the kind of person that always thought you would own your own business, or did you aspire to work in roller skating? Like, I know that you, um, we honestly, we joke about this a lot, but I know that you went to <laughs> a very famous um, ladies' business college <laughs> in Sydney known as Jean Daly Watkins. Yes. <laughs> um, Jean Daly Watkins is a very illustrious lady. One of the first female business owners in Australia and she's established this, well, you know a lot more about it than I do, but yeah. I have relatives and friends that went there as well. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so you went to like a, essentially like a finishing school that yeah. was more than a finishing school.
1: <laughs> so backstory to that is I am a year 10 dropout. Kids stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually dropped out of school at 16, yeah. um, which is quite young. Most people go till they're 17, 18. Actually, I think I was 15. Anyways, details that is unimportant. Young. It was young. Mm. School just wasn't connecting with me. I wasn't connecting with school. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah. I just didn't didn't get the whole thing. There wasn't it's one part of school that I enjoyed.
0: It's not a lot of people's thing, hey. It was very mm.
1: difficult for me. And I wanted to leave and my mum basically said, well, if you're going to leave, you have to do some sort of study or yeah. job straight afterwards. I'm not because your parents have to sort of sign off on you leaving. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can go to a business college. And my mom was like, okay, what kind of college do you want to go to? Like, what do you want to learn? And I was like, I don't know. I just want (laughs) to – this was my thought process. I just want to have a job so I can travel. That was, like, literally my thought process. And my mom was like, okay, but what what kind of work do you want to work in? And I just didn't care because I just wanted to travel. Yeah. So I guess my my mom and my grandma or my nan sort of took charge and, okay – we went to like a few different business colleges and a lot of them are very particular about the subjects you pick. Mm. You have to sort of specialise. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I just want to travel the world. Isn't there like a, a college that just gets you a good job and, <laughs> and travel the world? And June Daly Watkins sort of does that. Um, yeah, I hadn't even heard of it. A lot of the girls that were in my year were aspiring to go to June Daly and I was like, I don't even know what this is. And my nan, you know, that age bracket, my nan just was starstruck because, you know, it's June Daly Watkins. And we went in for an interview because you have to interview for it. And so, yeah, it is a business college, but it has a finishing image side of it. Um, So we did finishing image once a week for an hour, which I guess... Yeah, a lot of people think that the whole college is very based yeah, on
0: that. It's the perception, but that's yeah, not what but it's it was. Not what it yeah. was,
1: and it was actually really, really good. And I've made some some of my best one my best friend today is from there. But I didn't go there with the purpose of owning my own business. No, mm. not at all. I was not my my thought process is I want to travel yep. the world, and that was the focus. And I need view. money to do that. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go to a business college too. It wasn't just my mum that sort of pushed me into it. It's just mm. that. I didn't know what business college I wanted to go to. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I was 16, 15, 16. I know. like
0: You don't know what career you wanted. That I mean, some people do, but I didn't.
1: I had no idea mm. at all. And so they had lots of different subjects. They had, you know, real estate, travel, management, running a business, computer studies, marketing. You know, wow. they had it. And it was a very intense, I think it went for 10 months. And if you failed one subject, you ha- you failed the whole.
0: My goodness. The whole
1: diploma, the business diploma. So just to let everyone know, I almost failed finishing images. If you know me well, I'm not very good at brushing my hair or uh, doing my nails, which is things that you sort of had to do and learn and, and keep up. And, yeah, I had, had to have a few talkings too sometimes because it's just not my but, – but, you know, I yep. got the diploma in the end. Yeah. And it actually really helped me get some really good jobs. Yeah. So Because if you had it on your resume, I went to June Daly. They're like, yep.
0: They like so, knew that you were going to yeah, be a even, good employee, even overseas. Mm. So that's so good.
1: Yeah, um, didn't think I was going to start a business at all. I just was plodding along with mm. life, I guess. And I think in that question you asked, what was I doing before this? Yeah, many things. <laughs> I was temping for a really long time. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if they use that term overseas. <laughs> temp
0: work, temp work. Mm. So
1: just picking up corporate, anything, admin, reception, personal assistant that sort of thing for a really long time. I did the whole London thing. Many Australians do. We move to London. We work. And I sort of fell into financial services a little bit. I feel like that happens with people that don't know what they want to do. Well it mm. did for me. And when I came back to Australia, I was trying to save money to move back overseas again. And then I just fell, yeah, into the financial services industry and just got a bit stuck, I guess. Yeah. And then I was ended up managing like a team of like six people and, you know, very corporate corporate world financial, accounting job. And then when I started the business a few years later, I went part-time and I ended up doing accounts receivable for an uh, advertising agency yeah. place. Mm. So, yeah, very corporate. I still didn't really – I didn't hate the jobs, but I didn't love them. Yeah,
0: they weren't your passion. Not mm. at all. But
1: at the time I didn't really know what my passion was. Yeah. So – and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with, hey? It's yeah. It's like finding that passion. And I think if you – go out looking for it you're not necessarily going to find it it's like when you go shopping and you're looking for a dress for a mm, wedding and you can never mm, find it <laughs> it's, it's always true. like when you least expect it is when when you just try and become yourself and who you are and you know, and I've changed a lot as a person since then I think mm, mm. not that you knew me then but I feel like I've changed
0: I'm interested to hear like what have been the biggest challenges in establishing and running a business and I guess maybe in particular a roller skating business like i kind of comes under that creative industry type business biggest challenges
1: i think um big challenges are like trusting yourself and trusting your brand and your product and Mm. and what you're doing i had massive trust issues in the very beginning probably before it was facebook official because i actually was really reluctant to put it on facebook originally which is Very silly in hindsight. And this is before Instagram. Instagram wasn't even,
0: I think. No, yeah. I I was
1: worried what people would think. And now I still worry what people think when we do new things. But when it comes to what's currently happening and what we're doing, I'm not concerned or worried what people think at all. But in the early days, that was always a concern. And I feel you for anyone starting new. And at the end of the day, I feel like you worry a lot more than what people think. Mm. Let's just, yeah, do your thing and um, be you and all of that. So that's definitely a challenge, like just trusting yourself. Uh, Another big challenge for roller skating specifically is finding venues, and I know Mm. that is a huge ongoing challenge. Everyone has this challenge. Everyone I know that started anything in roller skating has had this challenge, and I feel you. It doesn't get any easier, I feel like. I haven't. I've mastered how to negotiate getting venues and talking them into letting roller skating happen. But mm. if the venues aren't there, they're not there. So it's true. You know that's really challenging, and we've been burnt more than once um, with venues. Unfortunately, my original venue, the floor wasn't great. The people who ran it wasn't great. They just asking for more and more money, and eventually we just couldn't afford it anymore. And then our second venue got turned into apartments. <laughs> It was so sad it was really A
0: mascot venue rest in peace
1: yeah um and they were like the best the people there were just the best they looked after us they cared about us um i'm pretty sure i was his long-lost daughter <laughs> the owner
0: <laughs> mark
1: um and yeah we just had a very mutual beneficial yeah. relationship and where we are now is great in tempe don't get me wrong um but it's not privately run, it's run by the council, so that comes with its own problems, like not having light switches in there and the lights being on a timer. And that might seem like a really small, insignificant problem to some people, but for us it's actually a really big thing because sometimes the lights don't come on when they're supposed to come on and then it's pitch black.
0: We can't run events and put people on skates because it's dangerous (laughs) without being able to see where you're going. So
1: I feel like, (laughs) yeah, venues and then you just can't, it's in a lot of major cities. It's just unaffordable to have your own venue, mm. like it is in Sydney. Um, another big challenge, I think, is just realizing how big the admin side is. Yeah, the admin side way bigger than the teaching side. I've definitely perfected it into a manageable way and help people our other venues like manage their, you know, yeah. time and ways of doing it. But that's definitely been a process you know, three, four year process of getting it perfect. So
0: for sure. And I'm sure your, you know, your skills that you learn in business college and at a corporate level would have really helped. Oh, massively. Because a lot of people who start creative businesses, like I just know this from experience, Um, speaking on Matt's behalf, like he used to own like a, you know, bespoke jewelry business. He started that up and it's just so much more admin than you think it will be. And most people who run creative businesses just aren't really that like, that way inclined, shall I say. Yeah, yeah. I feel
1: like you need to want to run a business. Yeah. I was very fine with being a business owner because I'd worked with so many small businesses Everyone in my family owns a small business. It was meant to be, but I was the one person in my family that didn't own a small business. Like Seriously, every every single person in my family has owned a small business at some point in yeah, their wow. life. So I've always been very involved and hands-on in small business, Yeah. but you need to want to run a business <laughs> mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it is a business. And yeah, the creative side is obviously the fun side, creating and teaching the classes, but... Yeah, the admin side, it takes up a lot of time. Yep. And yeah, the business college 100% helped me that. The temping, temping for a job and having so many different jobs has helped because you learn a lot of different processes of how companies run their businesses. And yeah, I'm so grateful for mm. not only going to June Daly Watkins, for, but for also all the people that have employed me. Yeah, you just do your best and you learn along the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And have there been any other particular challenges to running a roller skating business? like? I'm just thinking like, you know, skating isn't huge in Sydney. I mean, it's, it's really big now. <laughs> it's bigger than it's ever been in Sydney. Yeah, like were there challenges getting people to show up?
1: Well, I guess the biggest challenge is, and I think this can be a, a good thing and also a bad thing, is that when you own a very niche business like roller skating, mm. in Australia roller skating is ex- is very niche, mm. which is awesome because you don't have a lot of competitors but then it's so niche that people don't know about you. Yep. So you, I can still skate down the street now and people are so shocked to see roller skates, which almost makes me so sad because I'm like I've been working for the last nine years for people to realise that roller skating's back and it's big but there's still so many people that don't know it exists yeah it's true and there's so many kids that have never seen roller skates before they're like what are those magic shoes so that is a huge challenge definitely getting the word out there it is a business and it is legitimate and it's also not a roller skating rink I guess in our in our side of the business. So it's different to roller derby. It's different to roller skating. Mm. We're our own thing and people haven't heard of it. So having to, um, I guess, get that information out to the public is definitely a challenge.
0: Mm. And, yeah, as you say, like seven, nine years in – It's become easier, but yeah.
1: But thank you, social media. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. Yeah, it's just amazing how many people still don't realize there's roller skating about around the world in different locations. Mm. So, still working hard trying to get that word out. Yeah, as much much as possible. Hashtag roller skating. Yeah,
0: and bringing new people to skate to skating. Yeah, well, well. that's
1: our main purpose, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I see as roll fits mean main purpose is helping you know new people come into it definitely um so how and when did you decide to go full-time so like transitioning roller fit and roller go promotions as your side hustle yes. to your kind of full-time gig
1: so that is a hard one because i feel like mentally i wanted to go full-time a lot earlier on earlier on than i could financially so sydney is an expensive city
0: very expensive. Very
1: One of the top expensive cities in the world to live. So it's not easy to be able to make the dollars, to pay the bills. So that was always an issue. And because you love roller skating and you want to grow it, I guess you'd You struggle to like know your worth, I guess, Mm, mm. know how much to charge and all that. So yeah, mentally, I really wanted to do it a lot sooner than I did. Financially, I couldn't. There was just no way. So how I did it and what I recommend for people to do is go from instead of going full time job to completely into your side hustle to make that full time, I would go full time to part time. So you part time, uh, regular (laughs) Mm. income and part-time side hustle and then eventually wean yourself off into full-time. So that's sort of how I did it. I went from working full-time from a collections agency... And then basically I just had this thought one day, maybe I'll try and go part-time. And I told the business owner and she was like, no worries. Like they sort of knew I would do it eventually. And she was like, just let me know when a job offer comes up. And literally I put my resume to a job on seek and I got the job the following week. (laughs) I felt so bad because I thought it might've been like a few months. Mm. And then, yeah, I went part-time at a, place in Sydney and they had really flexible hours and the pay was decent and the people were great and it was a really good job but um, it was two and a half years ago
0: yeah it was it was
1: actually a bad timing for me Mm. because we lost our mascot venue at that time yeah that's right yeah Yeah. and because I actually did go into a bit of debt starting the business I was keeping my side hustle to sort of you know still be paying that off and and whatnot just for mostly rental skates because buying you know 150 rental skates isn't cheap Mm.
0: and upon reflection like do you think that you did that in a way that was good like how did you feel transitioning to it being a full-time job at the same time when we (laughs) lost our main sydney venue yeah
1: the only thing that the only downside was that we lost our main sydney venue at the same time yeah it just made sense to sort of leave around christmas time yeah that's when a lot of people go on break and that's just when we lost our mascot venue as well. So there was literally a three-month period where we didn't have any roller fit in Sydney. I didn't have another job. We had our other venues running, but our Sydney venue is very much our core venue. And yeah, it was definitely a scary, scary time. And I didn't have any savings.
0: So yeah, because you're a business owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm business owner. Yeah.
1: Um, and it was a scary time. But it's also that was the summer that uh, estrogen came out. So yeah. it sort of was kind of fine as well because yep. Estro came out and I started airbnb one of their rooms in
0: our house. Oh yeah, good old Airbnb. <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks Airbnb <sighs> for getting me through. Uh, but yeah, in hindsight, look, the timing was bad in the way that we lost our venue, but the timing was right as in mm. I was mentally prepared to do it. I was probably mm. mentally prepared to do it a year earlier, but I was too scared. Yeah. I was nervous. We'd been told that we might lose our mascot venue. I knew early before it happened, and I was nervous about not finding another venue. So that's why I probably stayed a little too long. And it
0: took three, like three months, to find the place we now, we now are at. Yes, yeah, in Tempe, at Tempe. So, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, I mean, it's always a scary thought, but. I find now, like, I, I look back and I'm like, I can't even imagine having a part-time job now. No. So we, I just wouldn't have the time. It's so much better to be able to put all your energy and time into the one project. Mm-hmm. One big project with lots of little projects. Totally. That's underneath. right. But
0: skating related. Yes. <clears throat> and what would you say? I know you gave some tips before, but what would your top three tips be in starting a roller skating business and in particular in finding a venue? Because that seems to be the biggest challenge for most people.
1: Yeah. I definitely think do your research <laughs> like area wise. Definitely made some mistakes in where we've opened locations. And we've actually had two locations close over the past nine years just because the locations weren't great you know Mm. i didn't know that i thought the locations were different to what they were and that's fine you know we all fail i don't really think about it that much but don't be scared of failing is probably another thing like we all do it as as successful as People see RollerFit and I know it is successful. We've had many fails along the way. So definitely do your location research wherever you're starting it, if it has a physical location, that is. Another tip is...
0: When you say do location research, do you mean like if there'll be people interested? Like how would you gauge that?
1: I would say in Sydney, for example, I always wanted to sort of have it around the Newtown alternative hipster area. Sure, Because I felt like it would do when it was new it would do well there because i don't know i just find they were more willing to try new things i'm not saying people in other areas aren't willing to try new things it was when it's a new business
0: yeah. really think it's about niche, the area yeah niche thing. yeah and yeah. also
1: population so you've yeah. got to think sydney density population is a lot better than if i one of the locations that we closed down was in Dural, which is yeah castle hillway and although there's quite a few people that live out that way. Dural is a little bit further away from like at city center. It just was like an awkward location to get to, you know, like, is there public transport? Is the demographic good there? Mm. You know, are people going to want to come and spend the money to do this? Of course. Is other like fitness things in that area, is, there, is it saturated already? Or is there a market for it? I don't know. There's yeah, no, that makes sense. Many yeah. things that are sort of you know, you've got to just think about the area, but I guess probably population is a big, a big one because I yeah. feel like that is two reasons. One of the reasons why be the two venues we did close down hasn't worked. My other tip is make sure you have fantastic staff. Mm. Thanks, Amelia. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> all right. So yeah, it's it's really hard to find good staff. I am very fortunate to have an amazing staff the whole way around RollerFit and there is, with the two businesses, there's over like 25 staff members and everyone's part-time. I'm the only full-time person, but find good people to support you. It's huge. It's Mm. such a huge, and it's changed for me over time. You know, the people that helped me get it going in the early days aren't necessarily involved that much anymore and it's evolved and changed and there's new people. So don't be, I guess, standoff to new people coming into your life either. And making mm. you better because it's always good to see that outsider perspective. That's... Good staff, and as anyone that might own a business out there, good staff is hard to find. Mm. So if you have them, hold on to them. Don't let them go
0: because
1: mm. <laughs> mm. it's it's hard. And especially in roller skating, because they also need to know how to roller skate mm. and teach roller skating. There's lots of variables. True. I guess we always get asked, like, can you open in yeah. like some town? And we would love to open everywhere, but if there's no you know skaters there that are willing to help run a business and have the passion and all of that, then it's, then it's probably you know, not
0: going to work because it is very much a business yes. as, as well.
1: Uh, my third tip would be I would make it your side hustle before your full thing. I wouldn't yeah. dive straight in, straight away, unless you did have some financial backing because to make money, you have to spend money. That's just mm. business 101. Mm. And you want to make sure that you can look after yourself because if you're not looking after yourself, then the business isn't going to run
0: true so because when it's your business you kind of I don't want to say you are your business like all of your worth and everything is tied into it but like yeah you represent yeah exactly and if you're not healthy or if
1: you're not able to feed yourself well or have a roof over your head or even have some sort of a social life um you know things aren't going to be as good and I mentioned this in an Instagram post a few weeks ago Mm. but like busy isn't the key to success no you can be busy and running around in circles but the um, outcome might not be what you think it's going to be. So yeah. it's good to sort of have a social life, make sure that you're, you know, in a good position to do this. Yeah. And I feel having it as a side hustle first is a good way of dipping your toes in.
0: That's a good without idea. going all the way in. Yeah. And do you think, this is just off the top of my head, like, do you think that having a really clear idea of like your overall goal, because I've seen you like over the last couple of years, you know, like you, you say no to things that aren't going to help grow roller skating yes and so having that clear vision i don't know this is just from me observing um, seems to really help you because your time is very focused on the goals you're trying to achieve
1: yeah i guess my brother actually said this to me and i know he listens to my podcast when he's sailing hey michael thanks michael um he said to me this years ago and i guess being brother and sister i was like shut up michael like (laughs) i don't want to hear from you (laughs) but my brother is a very successful business owner Uh, He's owned many businesses and he said to me, you know, you should really focus on the things that you're really good at and that are really growing and not have too much going on. Mm. So I always thought when it comes to that main goal is, yes, you have that main goal. And, you know, I wrote them down when I first started the business and they're all very relevant Mm. today. But as soon as you start sort of going off track a little bit and sure, it's fun and, and you like doing it, it might not necessarily really help what you're trying to do is what i'm trying to say so try and condense the 20 things down that you want to do maybe down into five things sure so i'll give an example of this and this is just a really out of the box crazy example and we would never do this at roller fit but i just think it's a good example i get emails all the time from factories in china saying hey we can make you roller skates and brand them as roller fit i would never make roller skates just putting it out there I love Moxie too much and plus it's just not my thing. I don't mm. want to do it. And I feel like some people, might. that's a good opportunity. I can get this and then, you know, it cuts out the middleman and all these things. But is that really your goal? Is that it's yeah. still, it's still under your banner of roller skating but it's not really what you strive to do? I never strive mm. to like create roller skates. I'm here to grow roller skating in a different way.
0: That's I a guess. good example. It does. And, and when you see, like when you meet and see someone like Estrogen who who clearly is like a product development person, like yeah. she has so many skills in that area, it is kind of like, oh, I don't need to reproduce no. something that someone else is already doing really well in the world. Like, you know, you, you found your niche and yeah, stick exactly. to it. And I'm not mm. saying
1: that don't try and do a few different things. Yeah. Like we obviously have a merchandise clothing line which I really love, we do workshops, we do roller discos, we have all these different components but, you know, I have five or six really good things going on and I wouldn't extend them to 10 or 20 things because Mm. it wouldn't really get us to the goal we're saying and coming back to what you're saying. People ask me all the time to do things and... I used to be really bad at saying no in the early days and I would either just ignore them or not really give a solid answer. But now I'm very like, no, I don't have time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I think it's good to like have those clear boundaries. And again, you're just working towards your goal. Yeah, exactly. We're seeing more people come to skating all the time and, you know, that inspires me. Yeah. And just
1: any sort of job or school or
0: study, Mm. you know, if you're putting
1: your attention into less things, those things are going to be better rather than yeah. spreading yourself too thin. Yeah, as a general rule. Yeah, and yeah. that's what my brother was trying to say to me, that at one point he felt like I was starting to spread myself too thin. I was tr- trying to do too many things. Yeah, He's like, why don't you really focus on what you're really good at, which is doing roller fit and, yeah. you
0: know, doing the performance And coaching. Yeah. And coaching
1: and – yeah, sorry, Michael. I didn't listen to you at the time. I, I
0: hear your voice now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, that's good. And yeah, I don't know. This is again just me from observing. But you know, you've obviously brought on other people into your business who are amazing at different aspects. Like you know, you hire designers and yes. you pay them properly. <laughs> yes. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, let's value. Um, you know, people for the work that they do. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Don't be
1: scared about or worried about delegating. I've become a fantastic delegator. Yeah. Me and Matt and Amelia always laugh about this because Matt's my muscle. I'm carry our new speaker, guys. It's no. 22 <laughs> Um. So,
0: I feel yeah. like Matt's happy to have that job of carrying this. It's like <laughs> his child. Like, the way he was boxing it up the other day, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> that's,
1: that's so true. Um, yeah. So don't be afraid to delegate stuff. I, I can create ideas and like t-shirts and designs and how i want things in my head but i can't draw i can't use photoshop very well always outsource something like our design and i've always especially these days i pay someone whatever their rate is to create the designs zeke's lunchbox is our is our beautiful designer Mm. and you know she's worth every penny because she creates amazing designs Uh, we have some new ones coming out soon i think getting people on board you know, and if you actually, I know if I find if you pay them, you tend to get the work that you want.
0: Yeah, you the know. quality that you want. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, but obviously, if you've got a friend that's willing to do it, and but there's, you know, I pay um, an accountant to do my accounting, even though I know I could do it myself because I have that background. It's something I don't want to do. I don't want to work yeah. in finance anymore. Yeah, you
0: want to take your time to yeah, all our do what's needed,
1: get paid. Um, you know, I find it really important that people given what they're worth, and also bringing people along to help, you know, where... Where your skills are lacking. Like there's no point in trying to doing do everything yourself. Yeah. You know, we have a photographer because she's really fantastic. And-
0: yeah, I think that's really good. Anyway, and I just wanted to highlight that because I think that, um, yeah, you're ethical in your business practices and I appreciate that you pay people. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> Everyone
1: gets paid and we always yeah. try and use local where we can or if not local, yeah. other roller skaters. Always trying to keep it in the family. Yeah. Um, somehow is helping each other, building each other up.
0: And um, you've really – I appreciate this personally. Um, I, you're really supportive of like female-run businesses too and I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it's huge. Yeah. You know, once upon a time we weren't even allowed to work and now we can yeah. now we can run businesses. So it's really – Yeah,
0: we support each other. It's a really great time. It is. It's an exciting time. And I guess like this is another question I really wanted to ask. Like did you realise that Rollfit Fit would be the community that it is today? because no, it's definitely very community-oriented.
1: <laughs> I didn't think that far ahead, I don't think. I was just very much, and this is another great tip, just taking one step at a time, taking month by month rather than year by year. So I didn't think, I, you know, I always hoped that it would, but I really didn't think it would be as supportive and as close and as amazing mm. as it is today. I'm so impressed by how our community and the little groups of friendships that have evolved from RollerFit are so tight and uh, so great to see. It really is. We've had had people coming to our classes who are there basically from the beginning which is so awesome
0: yeah it's become a really beautiful community and one that i'm so proud and happy to be part of so you know thanks for making it because oh, it's okay. become but a really it wasn't just me that supportive made it, you know, space yeah yeah i like, know i
1: see it as sure i'm the business owner but if it wasn't for the people the role is yeah. coming then that wouldn't be a community yeah so i feel like even so our members are probably people that yeah. have created the community totally we're just, just the roof that you know, is over their heads and the floor. We are the floor. We are the floor. Floor checks. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it is. It's a really amazing, supportive, empowering, safe place, inclusive space that, yeah, I mean, I started coming because I also hated the gym and was like, I really need to get into some sport. And and I just didn't expect to find what I found, which is so many... Great friendships and just people that I really admire.
1: Yeah, exactly. And people from all walks of life.
0: And kids as well, because we teach kids. Yes, of course. Which, we
1: also teach kids, which yeah. came, we started only teaching kids maybe four years ago. Yeah. So, but something I've always wanted to do and something I want to grow more i want to have more classes that's probably yeah. more of the future people are always asking are we going Way to on youtube we are we going to do tutorials mm. but there's so much more that i want to do on our home ground and like i know we have a lot of international listeners but i would love to do things internationally and don't worry we're you know in the works about trying to do more things overseas it's really important to us to also just try and fuel and feed our local
0: community it is it's very very important well Stacey. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about RollerFit. It. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode. I think we'll go more in depth into like the program itself, yes. Um, plans for the future, things like that, like a little bit more detail. So yes. that will be cool.
1: And any questions people have. I know yeah. people write to me all the time and I try my very best to answer and sometimes if we don't reply it's probably because i don't really know the answer to the question yeah. you know a lot of people reply saying can you open up in
0: yeah, <laughs> this
1: small town XYZ. in america And i'm like oh it's not that i don't want to i just where do you start so we'll talk about that more in another episode yeah.
0: that'll be great well let's talk about our skate jams yes. and our tricks that we're working on at the moment yes. so for me well i'll share my skate jam again this is a bit of a throwback to 2010 the song is called a laws on dance by strome featuring kanye west Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a cool song. I know that song. Yeah, Strome is a French artist. Yes. It's a really cool.
1: Awesome. My one is Lion Babe is her uh, name, and the song's called The Wave. So it's just a really cool I, – I did it on one mm. of my dance videos. Yeah, it's just a it's a cool song. It's kind of fun to dance to, but it's a little bit different. It's not – I don't know, it's not like your, your old hip-hop or pop song. Mm. It's somewhere in between.
0: Skills moment. Skills. I was thinking this week I've actually been trying to work on – this isn't a particular skill – but it's like going to skating and just kind of doing what I can. Like my health has been playing up a little bit lately. Um, I'm actually on a program where I'm pacing my steps very closely. So I'm supposed to be doing between 4,000 and 5,000 steps a day. So I can't go over it. So yeah, right now I'm only on 1,700. So I probably (laughs) could go for a skate today. But on those days where I'm like feeling a bit tired, um, still going to skating, but just like kind of being conscious of my body, how I'm feeling and taking breaks just, I don't know, just skating for myself and my mental health, Yeah, not so much like to learn something learn something new or, or achieve a trick. I yeah. think sometimes we just have periods where yeah, it's nice to just focus on like,
1: and I was going to mention something the movement. like that mm. also.
0: It's good mm. that you're doing that because it's mm. good
1: for your mental health
0: um, and my physical health. Cause some days I just can't, it's just a bit too much and yeah. I still want to skate and I still want to see people and like be part of the community and um to know that I can just kind of go and sit down whenever I need to sit down and get up and rejoin and skate whenever I need to in a class um so yeah I don't know so that's what I'm thinking about and just trying not to put pressure on myself yeah it's Mm. funny um
1: you should mention that because I was thinking something similar to talk about Mm. today is that my focus now is just to sort of skate for myself one day a week Mm. you know And we spoke about this in other episodes, skating for others and skating for ourselves. They're sort of two separate things. And just trying to skate for myself and my partner and I were out to dinner recently and he was just talking about like ramp skating and how I'm enjoying it. And he was like, I'm really glad that you have that because and he wasn't worried but he was like you know when you turn your hobby into a job yeah. and it can ha- have its own stresses on top of it he said that he's really glad that i, I have i'm really enjoying another style of skating that i'm skating for myself and cool. and he was happy that i was talking about it in that way which i thought was interesting because i didn't really think about my partner really worrying
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i
1: guess not that he was i overly worried but you know it's just I think you should always try and skate for yourself. And my focus is just to try and do that once a week. So my, you know, a pretty big jam-packed schedule will be now until December. So if I can just skate for myself once a week, I will be very happy.
0: That sounds like a really good goal. Yeah. Mm. And
1: squeeze it in there, but we'll see.
0: (laughs) Well, good luck. I'll be thinking of you. I hope you get your self-care skating. It's so important. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today for episode nine
1: yeah so if you've got any questions
0: yeah hit us comments. up stacy at rollerfit.com.au uh, hashtag rollerfit challenge we're going to be you know checking check out the rollerfit page to have a look at the challenge and we'll see you next time sweet skate dreams